Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser, your host. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you get a chance, hit that subscribe button. Head over to disrupteducation.co. You can read my blog, see where I'm going to be talking, and connect with me there. That's disrupteducation.co. I'm also a proud partner of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. If you head to edupexperience.com, you can check out everything innovative K through 12 and beyond and check out their podcast network. I'm part of it. Trust me, there's awesome podcasts out there. Pretty much anything around educational innovation that you can find. Ekta Sahasi is my guest on this podcast. She's an entrepreneur, technology executive and investor. And I got to tell you, she is very driven as an executive, she has over 20 years of corporate and startup experience across leading industries. She brings a fantastic blend of visionary leadership with superior business acumen and from large corporations and relentless creative execution from startups. Today's podcast, we're going to be heading into her background and how uh, she got through her education. And we're going to dive into SpikeView, which in my experience, and I'm a little biased, we use it is the greatest place for youth to share their learning journey safely. We're going to dive into how SpikeView and ECTA is disrupting education coming up right after this. Are you an individual or business wanting to create an online course or training program, but are overwhelmed with the e-learning process and don't even know where to start? If so, you don't want to miss this free masterclass called Create and Launch a Successful E-Learning Program Online Course or Virtual Training, where you will learn the biggest mistake most people make with e-learning, the number one reason most e-learning programs fail, and the three pillars to create extraordinary value for your learners every time and much more. Get instant access to the free masterclass right now by clicking on the link in the description. All you have to do is sign in and you will get instant access to this free masterclass right now. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people and that's you know that's really powerful and that you know that professional networking piece um, you know to be with other like-minded teenagers that puts you ahead that puts you ahead in a lot of ways and so um, you know I think anyone who uses SpikeView right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see you know where those SpikeView alumni head up. Head to SpikeView.com start your portfolio now for free.
Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hoestrasser. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. Ekta Sahasi is here. Um, I, man, there's so many titles I can give you uh, in the introduction. I threw out a lot of different things, but uh, thank you first off for being here with us on Disrupt Education. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So with all the things that you've done, um, let's go into you. What are you up to these days? What do you do? Um, how do you change the world? Wow, that's a big question. I like to throw the big <laughs> one out there. You know, there, there's, there is a lot uh, that's happening in this world today that we live in. And um, there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of challenges. And, you know, I like to kind of step back and look at how can I uh, do my part in making the world a better place, um, you know, for not only my generation, but the generations to come. And I get very excited and inspired by it. Um, there is a lot of technology out there that that we can bring to bear, but I think we need to be very thoughtful in terms of not overwhelming um, our next generation, because um, I think uh, technology is evolving fast, but human beings are still evolving at the pace they used to evolve at. And so I think we have to be mindful of how we indulge in it and how do we really sort of look at technology, technology and solutions and bring them to really solve real problems for, for us and the next generation to come. And so right now, that's, that's what I'm focused on. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I've done a lot of different things in my career, but now it's time for me to take all of the different building blocks and put it together to work on something that's going to have a global impact. So working on my own company right now. And I can't wait to jump into that. That's on the disrupt education question side. Um, <clears throat> before we get into that, let's take a look at your own educational path, because part of the uh, podcast is all about, you know, people, the humanistic approach to education. And obviously, that's what we're building. And I'm just teasing the listeners a little bit here, because I know they're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um, but would you mind sharing your own educational path? What was that like inside of school, outside of school? Um, where were you in school? How many schools? So if you if you wouldn't mind just kind of unpacking your journey there. I hope that it would have been a straight shot to becoming a computer engineer, but it was, I think, anything but. Um, so going way back, um, I was 10 when I came to the United States. Um, and so it was third grade. Uh, I came from India. And at that time, I didn't know any English. So I think the first hurdle, um, and I went to a, a public school in upstate New York, the first hurdle was just really to get acclimated, you know, um, get used to the U.S. system, learn the language. I mean, it seems like such a basic thing, but it's at, at that age, it's hard, right, to to learn a new culture, new language and get acclimated to so spend some time doing that. And in doing so, and I was here with my, my parents who were also pursuing their education. Um, we moved around a lot in upstate New York, New York City. Um, and finally, uh, after a several moves um, through elementary and middle school, we settled in um, Northeast Ohio. Uh, that's where I spent most of my middle school and high school years. Um, a lot of it was, I think, uh, sort of dabbling into different areas that I was interested in. Um, I don't think I ever knew, like really in middle and high school, like what I was going to be and what my career trajectory was going to be, even though there were a lot of, you know, components, educational components that came uh, to bear um, at school. But I, I don't think I really ever 
you know, knew until I got here as a computer engineer that that's what I was going to do. It was always a lot of like experimentation and trying different things. Um, and I think, I think that really helped. Um, I think if I look back at my journey in middle and high school, the ability to at no cost almost and uh, no cost of failure, right? Like just try it. And what's the worst that's going to happen? I'll have to spend some time and, you know, maybe some angst and doing some stuff, but then, you know, we'd be on the other side of it and you'd be fine. So I think my journey, I would say, has been marked with change and experimentation and sort of being very open to trying anything that came my way. And one of the things that my parents taught me early on is don't fixate on how this thing is going to create some value for me in the future or how it's going to contribute to something later on. Just know that the dots will connect and they'll connect in the most interesting ways. And so indulge in the learning, try things out, and then it'll all be, you know, it'll all, you know, sort itself out later. And as a matter of fact, I think that's what happened, you know, sort of tail end of my high school years is like, okay, now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So I was going to be in pre-med and that's, so I went to actually college um, to pursue medical degree and first year college decided to try organic chemistry. That was not something I was passionate about. I don't think I could even deal with. And so I said, this is not going to, this is not going to happen. And so I decided to try um, a whole host of different engineering uh, disciplines. And the last one I actually tried was computer science and engineering. And I, I fell in love. I, I was, I was, a, I guess I was a tinkerer all of my life. I tried different things. And so it was the perfect playground. I could just do stuff and I could run programs. And if it would run successfully, I would get, you know, two thumbs up back when the internet was just getting discovered. So, you know, it was amazing. And I did that and it just opened so many doors, Peter, for me, like it wasn't computer engineering and computer science being that wasn't only about being a programmer sitting behind the computer, you know, it was really a lot about, you know, looking at patterns and recognizing patterns, um, uh, logical thinking, critical thinking, right. And sort of, you know, fast forward that like 15, 20 years later, um, you know, I feel like every discipline in, in the workforce today is about that critical thinking is about that, you know, connecting the dots, being able to work effectively across organizations to create, to innovate. So, um, you know, those skills that I picked up as an engineer just were pivotal to everything I do today. Do you think you would have found that in high school if you have the platform we're about to talk to <laughs> talk about right now? I think it would have helped the journey. Mm -hmm. I think it would have definitely helped clear up doubts. It would have helped organize the thought process. It would have not felt as random. Um, I think I would have been able to proceed with more confidence. Um, so I definitely think so. And that, by the way, is we're talking about a little bit of spike view here. Um, how are you changing education for the better right now? What what is your disruptive piece that you're gonna that you're gonna help or you are helping people connect those dots? You know, I have three teenage kids. Um, so I experience a very unique phenomenon, a very unique challenge when I look at just observe what they're doing and what they're trying to do. And it's not that different from when I was growing up. What is different is there's so much being tossed at our kids these days. 
um, under the framework of opportunity, right? There's this amazing new camp. There's this new amazing new class. There's this AI thing kids are doing, right? And it's getting, it's exposure of different things at a younger and younger age, which I think is fantastic, but there aren't really any guardrails to make decisions on and, and choosing between one choice versus another and rationalizing why spend the time doing here, this thing versus spend the time doing this thing. And I find that to be, as a parent, very challenging. And as a, a student, as my children and their peers going through this, as something that is uh, that causes a lot of stress and anxiety, um, where I think the intention is with all of these opportunities to give you choices, I think just the opposite is happening. And so really a lot of the inspiration of what Spike View is and where it came from was to provide a relief to this, right? So that you could make choices and trade-offs on the things that you choose to do based on your passions, based on your interest vectors. And the problem and the challenge we're trying to solve is as students go from one thing to the next, as they're going through experiential stuff, extracurriculars and things that they're doing at school, they do that activity and move on to the next thing, right? But there isn't a journey map of what's been done, right? And so if you could catalog a journey map of what's been done, one, you feel really great about it because oftentimes everybody loses sight of these unbelievable things these kids are doing, right? So one is the catalogs and you can like look at that and Spike View does a great job, I think, uh, to visually showcase where you've been. And then you can use that to make determinations based on your narrative and the platform will actually offer you opportunities to either further develop those passion areas or it'll offer you opportunities that enable you to explore new and different areas. And so you can then make calculated choice because we all have 24 hours. And in that we have to eat, sleep, do homework, you know, all these other things, right? So there's only a limited amount of time where you're going to be able to sort of spend and go deep in an area. So after organizing your narrative, you can then with the Spike platform, pick and choose options uh, of opportunities, whether it's internships, scholarships, competition you want to be part of, so that you can start to see your narrative forming and you can start to make choices of what's next for you. You know, if you're kind of a senior looking forward to college or alternate pathways, you can look at that and say, okay, I'm really passionate about this. Take your narrative and take it to experts like counselors or use it for college admissions to apply and get that feedback that you need to make the choices, right? So ultimately how we're disrupting things is sort of in an indirect way, we're just saying, oh my gosh, you're doing these amazing things. Let's catalog them, give yourself a competitive advantage, start skipping the line. Um, let's make you, you know, sort of organize your personal narrative, your personal story, your personal brand, and, you know, showcase that out to the world to take advantage of it at the intersection of your passion and your needs. That's what we're doing. There's a lot in there. And here's here's what's interesting. I, I really love this idea. Um, obviously, my listeners know I'm a huge proponent of the online portfolio. Um, and I'm just that's a very generic way to say what what Spike View does um, looking at the platform and, and we're going to be implementing it at, at my school. Um, one of the one of the greatest things that are coming out of a lot of the political realms, especially in education, are what is this profile of a graduate or or what are the 
five pillars that that somebody should walk out of school with yet there's this gap in really understanding how to show those um and i'm super excited about you know what spike view is actually helping students to take that pause and start building not only connecting dots between pillars in you know math science english your course and then you know everything else sports uh electives the story goes on um and that's what's beautiful about it how do you teach students to build in public how do you how do you get them to do that um do you is there an age range that you start at um what because i see some challenges there in the classroom and i just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that because that's a mindset shift a little bit but what are what are your um look at that not only with your own children but with with spike view stories as well yeah no i i think that's a that's a fantastic question i mean i think you know tools galore right there's tons of tools out there for all sorts of stuff tons of platforms right that everybody's tossing at our kids but the question is who's guiding them to really organize it right and i think the a lot of what we've done with Spike View is to add that guidance in it. And it, it varies, right? If you if you have a student that's in an elementary school, you know, they're super excited about doing something. Maybe they'll even catalog it. And so if you could give them a guided way of saying, okay, you've done this really amazing, you know, baseball tournament, for instance, or this amazing robotics, you were part of this amazing robotics competition and you got your feet wet with robotics you know, take those photos and videos and, you know, parents take them, so many of those, right? And take your learnings and reflections, come into Spike, you create an account and it'll guide you to where, how to put that experience element in your narrative. So you don't have to necessarily come up and, you know, like you would do in a resume or some other, you know, like a, a document if you're putting together, it just, the platform is guided and, and, and sort of steps a student through every step of the process to enable them with tools and tips and whatnot that tell them what kinds of things to think about putting in there. So it's all in their authentic voice, but it's guided. So they know the types of things. I mean, we will see a variety of things that kids will put from volunteering experiences to robotics competitions they've won to if they're, you know, babysitting their baby brother at their, you know, um, at home while mom is doing a, uh, you know, accounting class online. I mean, we've got kids from all walks of life putting in all of these amazing experiences that they're super proud of, you know, and, and the platform guides them to do that. Um, as you get into high school, I think what you start to see is a little bit more of seriousness around building more arcs of accomplishment. So if you're a baseball player or you're an artist, maybe you might choose to put a full-on portfolio in our platform within the context of the full narrative. And again, the platform has been built in such a way, it's super user-friendly, so it'll guide the students every step of the way in terms of how you can put you know, your data into it and how that profile comes to emerge as this amazing portfolio of you. What we've taken away from the students, which students have clearly told us after three years of research is we don't like to do all this formatting. Like we'll just put in all the data and then out comes this beautiful portfolio and they can show it in a linear way. They can show it in a beautiful presentation. So the platform takes away all the complexities of how to present that portfolio. And on the, the beginning side, it just basically guides you through on the types of things to put. And we give full amount of flexibility because Every student is unique. Every journey is unique. And so we really encourage uh, kids to think about 
you know, what is it that they're proud of? What do they feel really accomplished with? What are their experiences that make them unique that somebody else would want to know that makes them interesting, right? And then put those things and it's limitless, right? You can add personal stuff, you can add experiential stuff, you can add work stuff. You know, a lot of our students will even put like these cool, amazing creative stuff that they do on social media as work experience on their spike view to showcase their creative talent. And that gets lost on social media today, right? And we catalog it and then they can use that to seek out internships, to seek out gigs that will pay them for for that, you know, talent. So it's pretty incredible. And it also, so on the other side, you started alluding to my next question is, so on the other side, where where are students using these for? Obviously they're building in public, they're building their own brand. You mentioned internships, you mentioned um, um, job opportunities as well. there's colleges, there's universities, there's, um, you know, boot camps, different things that are coming. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what are the other end of, you know, seekers on that side of things? They want to know the student even more. What, what are some of those entities and some of those stories? There's many different ways that students are using this. So first and foremost, I do want to do say this, that every, as you're creating your narrative, as you're creating your profile, it's done privately. And the platform will allow you to create custom views to share for your need. So then your question of where do they share them? So what we're seeing students do is they will share, they'll create a custom link and they'll share it to apply it for an internship. So where they're being asked for like, you know, share a resume or, uh, you know, share a LinkedIn, they will instead share a spike view link uh, to represent who they are. Um, So internships, jobs, um, you know, job sites, employers, they'll email, you know, employers directly, their spike view links Um, in college applications under additional information. We've got students uh, sharing those. We see a huge uptick on student athletes who are sharing their spike view profiles with um, uh, athletic directors at universities to build those early relationships, freshman, junior, you know, freshman, sophomore year, as early as that to say, hey, I'm a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, player, but then here is everything else about me as well. So they're just, so think of it as a link that you share with someone to really get to know them. We've got students who are sharing links um, with each other so that they can form teams around competitions. Um, So there is a plethora of use cases. So think about this as your personal sort of narrative, your personal brand that you're sharing with someone. And it's as simple as a link that gets into somebody's inbox, they click on it and they see this amazing narrative about you. This is all about students actually taking control of their own learning and and understanding their outcomes and uh, you know, building networks and, and there's so many pieces uh, that they can control here. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to throw the big disrupt education question is so, you know, you're, you're already you're building this wonderful platform or it's built and it's out there. Um, people are starting to use it. What is one thing in education if you were like the person to change it right now and we're talking systemic education in the United States or across the world, what would one thing that you would require people to have or do in that system? I I don't like the word require, but like you would change to make learning better, more exciting, more engaging for people. You know, all of our children are inherently um, curious and they have such amazing talents and abilities. And I think we as a society have become so hyper fixated on competition and achievements and accomplishments. And while I do think those things 
things are important. Um, I think that, you know, for any given competition, there will be one or a few winners, right? But then there are so many other kids who have competed who are very well qualified. Not everybody can win, but that that doesn't mean that the the effort and the um, work that they've done cannot be celebrated and recognized. And so I think the number one thing really for our next generation to grow up confident, to be producing adults, to be contributing adults into societies and to make societies better and more thoughtful and and, um, one that's sort of like pulling in the direction of the, the greater good for the humanity, I think we need to provide a mechanism for kids to feel celebrated. Right. And there are a lot of dominant platforms where a lot of the reward is around, you know, how many followers you have or how influential you are as an influencer. And again, while all of those things are great and here to say, and there's some entertainment value, I think underlying all of that, our kids are suffering from validation. Our kids are suffering from being not acknowledged for who they are and not being, um, you know, supported for the journey they have taken. And so, you know, my request, my ask, as I think about education more holistically is, you know, um, let's do that because we're asking our kids to step up and do a lot. And we're, I think, as as a generation who's supporting them, not doing enough to uh, recognize that. And I think we need to change it. That is wonderful. Um, yes, I, I have about 13 students on mine right now of my own who, who have these journeys where if I'd never asked them, um, they wouldn't have an outlet uh, for that. And providing that is is something that's spectacular. Um, you know, on the on a platform, there is a humanistic approach to it. Um, there is connection there. Um, there's so many different avenues that a student can take. Uh, with that. So I wanted to leave you with a chance to tell people how can they connect with you? How can they connect connect with Spike View? Um, and if they're interested in, in taking a look at that, um, where can they do that? Yeah, a um, couple of ways to connect with me. I, I manage my own Spike View profile. <laughs> So, uh, you know, look, we're all multifaceted, right? So I'm a technologist, I'm a founder, I'm also an artist, and I'm a fencer. So all of that's on my SpikeView profile. So connect, uh, get an account on SpikeView.com and, you know, connect with me there. Uh, you can send me an email at team at SpikeView.com. Um, and uh, I mean, it's a, we're a web-based and app-based platform, so you can definitely download, um, you know, um, us from the the app store and um, just it's it's a free platform. Try it out. Um, we don't sell the student data, so we're a safe, secure platform. Um, really, what we're about is giving students a very powerful voice to organize and tell the world who they are on their terms, in their authentic voice. And then the platform gives them the ability to connect, build a network with their peers or other like-minded people across the globe and build communities in affinity groups that they're passionate about, get their voices heard, contribute valuable content. So, you know, 
play around with the platform. And, um, you know, if you have feedback right within the platform, you can, um, you know, connect with us and give us feedback on what's working, what else you'd like to see. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to grow and we're building the largest community of teens and young adults uh, on our platform and uh, giving them the opportunities that they need to succeed. Um, And our motto is own your narrative and maximize your potential. And that's really kind of the crux of Spike View is that uh, everybody has a potential that they can maximize. And we want to be a partner uh, in that journey to make our kids, um, you know, uh, enable our kids to do that. Spike View app, spikeview.com. Amazing stuff. Spectacular. Having students own it and build their value and find those opportunities. I want to thank you so much for sharing your your own personal journey and what you're doing with Spike View to just basically help the humanistic approach to education. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you listeners for hanging out with us today. We'll catch you next time on Disrupt Education.